Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically reforming preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Yo, grace and peace, everyone. It's your boy T. Barlow with another fantastic episode of Bars. And yes, you probably read correctly. I have on the line none other than the phenomenal Kirk Kennedy. Brother, we want to tell everybody what's up right quick. Yeah, how y'all doing, man? Glad to be here, fam. Hey, man, we're all glad to have you. Really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to talk with me and then come on the show. Uh, just right quick, man, just to uh, kind of give the people, just in case some people out here don't really know who you are, what you're about, man, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man, so um, I'm currently a ex ex-gangster, turned Christian, turned pastor. So uh, I, I actually am a pastor of a church. I lead pastor, actually, of a church of a, just under two, about 200 people or so, um, just outside of Washington, D.C. Um, um, we, we're right down the street from University of Maryland College Park. So I've been a pastor there nine years, lead pastor there three years. Uh, I'm formerly was known as the artist voice. And uh, I kind of retired voice in 2010, 2011, and kind of reinvented myself as Kirk Kennedy because I felt like I wanted to communicate some things a little bit differently than I did as voice and kind of come from a different angle, not not like rejecting the gospel or rejecting even the mantra of Christian rapper, but just wanting to touch on issues that I felt like voice wasn't known for touching on. It would have been confusing to do that. So. So yeah, man, it's been cool. Released just recently released an album called C4, which is a culmination of the Frustrated Christian series, which is the fourth album of that series. And uh, and uh, I've been very, very pleased, man. Very, very, very encouraged by the feedback I've got. Yeah, man, that was. I mean, when I 
when I purchased the album, I had no idea that I was purchasing 29 tracks, man. I, so, like, I, 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 I guess my first question is, for one, like, how long did it take you to, to, to put this project together? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's kind of a hard question to really measure. And, and the reason why is because the album, I was really done with the frustrated Christian sort of idea when I finished Chapter 3 in 2015. And I was uh, working on a new album called The Love Syndrome, which was essentially just going to be each song was going to highlight things that people love that they should hate or things that people hate that they should love. And I eventually, I just one day tweeted as a joke with all the different things that were going on in the media and race becoming sort of back to the forefront, like sexuality kind of got pushed to the side and race and race issues in between black and white people in particular. In and, in and outside of the church kind of rose to the forefront. I just jokingly tweeted one day, man, all this stuff is making me get ready to have to drop a frustrated Christian chapter four. And all these people were like, bro, do it, do it. Oh man, it's a, I still bump chapter three. So there was such a, I felt like there was feedback enough when I was joking for me to consider. So I started to really think, man, you know what? Let me just see if I'm ready to go in that angle because frustrated Christian is sort of a, I got to get into that mindset. And so I just began to eventually replace songs and concept ideas. And so it was over a couple month period, I'd say it took me about probably five, six months to kind of change away from the direction I was going with the love syndrome and move towards uh, Frustrated Christian uh, C4. Wow. So, because I guess, man, like, um, you know, like, like listening to it, to the album, one of the things that 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 I noticed, because it, it seems, because you said like five, six months, which is which is kind of crazy, because it's like it seems like so much thought went into this album, because like 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 if you listen to it, if you start from track one and go, like man, there's 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 like segues in between each song. It's not like oh, it's the end of the song, and then here's another song on this album, and here's the end of that song, and then here's another. It's like no, it's like. It's like you ended you ended with some point. Like like prime example, like like you had a song Woke and at the yeah. end of and at the end of Woke, you know, like you address some issues on Woke and then not only do you address like the issues of of uh, 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 people being uh, black people uh, how people believe that black people are deceived into Christianity, it's like you end that with or you know what they be saying, right? Or what they're gonna say, right? And it's like you go right into trees in which you start dealing with uh, the history of Christianity as far as uh, as far as Africans or African teachers are concerned. And it's like, man, it's like, like, dude, that was like a logical flow. So it's like, you know, it just seemed like you put like a whole lot of thought into this project. I, I really did, man. I felt like, um, you know, I really feel like as a genre, CHH is really immature. And as one of the people that have been in this genre since 05, as voice and now as Kirk Kennedy, I just felt like, you know what, we need to have different conversations now. Uh, I think we still keep talking about particular artists and methodology like Lecrae and them. And it's like, I just think there's serious issues right now that the church is facing. The last thing I'm worried about is who wants to be a Christian rapper and who wants to just be a Christian that raps. And so I really felt like whether I thought the people would receive this album or not, 
I wanted to present a, a work that I felt like could be a resource that it would at least maybe shift the conversation from those things and start talking about things that I think have more eternal purpose and value. So the way I do my albums, man, I don't do songs in a row. So I, I just I have I have my concepts, I have beats to match those, and I'll hold on to those and sit. And intentionally, I write out of order so I can reference things before and point back to things and connect it. And I knew that with an album like this, because of the content, that I needed to really have it kind of connect together seamlessly. So it, it, it definitely was, as I when I started to get into the project and really knew where I was headed, it just starts to flow for me, man. It just starts to open up. And, and once I really felt like this is where I'm going, I know where I'm going, I was just off with it, man. And then just finding the different audio clips and different things that I use, once those started to come together, it was just like, bow. Here we go. How do I construct this in a way that that is that's that's, that's going to be edifying? It's going to be balanced, which is how I try to be balanced. I see error on both the black side and the white side, and also, but I wanted it to be I wanted it to be something that people would have to go back and listen to and study, you know, because people don't albums today, man. The way because music is free and it's accessible. People don't really sit with albums anymore, man. The only person who really gets that nod is like Kendrick, where people want to sit and dissect his album. But a lot of us, man, people just listen. What's your favorite song? Oh, these are my songs. And they just move on to the next free music. And it's like, bro, like I wanted to, want to do an album that made people be like, hold up, I got to go back and listen to this joint, man. Like, why did he connect this? And how did that go? And how did that go? And so... So I took a risk, man, because I think CHH is actually too immature for an album like C4. But I felt like I wanted to do it and say what I needed to say. That's just where I'm at. I'm just in that place. Yeah. But that's why I did it. Hey, man. You know, I mean, I, 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 in all honesty, I think it was fantastic. And you were right. You know, when you talk about the balance, and that was one of the things that I noticed. And I noticed that from the jump um, with the first track. Because that first, exactly. like, you know, because, yeah, because, like, you know, um, you know, like, like, when you, when you, like, when you first got started, and it's like you listen to it. And you know, like when I hear, like, like when I hear, like, like people, especially black people, come with the argument that you started off with, I almost get a little, little, little scared. Like, oh man, like I hope they, I hope they don't just get too extreme on that side. Even though, even though, like, even though, like, what you're saying is right, and I, and I hope I'm making myself sound clear on this, because like, like, there's a legitimate issue that needs to be addressed. You know, yeah. uh, but the problem is, it's like. Like, like people take that legitimate issue and then they start coming up with uh, illegitimate solutions. You know, like, like, they, like they, they, it's almost like they go to a form of like reverse racism. You know, what I mean, and, 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 you know, and try to justify um, like, like hating the whole other people based upon the actions of somebody. And, you know, and, but like, yet in yours, it's like, man, after you address the issue, you went right around and said, like, hold on, though, let's just keep it real, though. Like, I know, like, like, it's like, I know I'm aware of the fact that I'm more likely to die by somebody, by the hand of somebody who looks like me than I am by a white. And it's like, man, when I heard that, I said, okay, I said, this, this, I think this is going to be a pretty good, I mean, from there, I was like, yeah, he's willing to be honest. And, um, yeah. so, you know, that's, and, and, that's, and it's almost like it's, it's like, it's crazy because, like, for somebody like you, to, to 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 come in and have that honest balance it's like you know it, it, it's it's hard to get people on, on on either side to really listen to the balance sometimes 
you know, it's hard to it's hard to get somebody who's not balanced in their thinking to, to to listen to all of that. And it's like, man, like everything on this album, I and mean, everything that I was hearing, I was like, man, dude, like this is needed. And then what I definitely love is is, is that at no point did you compromise the gospel or the truth of it. Yeah. At, at, at I, no I, point did you do that. Yeah, and I think that's... I mean, again, I'm not going to say... It's not like being balanced is... You got to be balanced or whatever, but I think it's biblical, man. I think it's biblical to see what's happening in culture as a human problem and not a social justice warriors or white evangelical problem, you know? I, right, I think right. people, man... I, I, I think, I, to be honest with you, bro, I think one of the greatest ills in the church right now is not racism or any of that stuff. I think one of the greatest challenges to the church is this idea that things have to be defined by either or. So either you're for the gospel or you're a social justice warrior. Either you stand up for black people or you're a white evangelical racist. Either you're, you know, and I just don't think, I think life is more complicated than that, man. There's there's a lot of both and in a lot of stuff. You know, we, and as Christians, we hold, we hold tensions. We hold tensions that Jesus was fully man and fully God, you know? We hold these tensions that are very difficult in order to, you know, uh, uh, God's sovereignty versus man's free will responsibility. We hold a lot of tensions as both and, and we teach both of these things. But yet when it comes down to like, cultural things it's like it's like it's either this or that and i think that that causes a lot of damage bro i just think like this it's a human problem it's not a black people of this problem or white people of this problem it's black and white people of this you know and they're both true and let's 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 acknowledge that and let's talk about what we can do as a result of that since we both see that there's problems on both sides yeah, I man, man. And, you know what I'm saying? And, like listening to this album, like I, I got a guy at my job, man, that that I'm gonna tomorrow like, when I see him, I'm gonna play. I'm, I'm if I'm see if I can get if I can get some time, still some of his time. I'm gonna play woke for him because I was a, uh, you know, he, he's a, he's a new guy on the job, and when he came around, yeah, I had told him like, you know, like yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a preacher, you know, and so forth. Christian, die hard, and. uh he was like, oh, well, well uh, I want you to check out this documentary. You're talking about Hidden Colors, man. Have you seen Hidden Colors? Nah, but I'm familiar with it. I haven't seen that one in particular, but yeah. um, I think yeah. I've heard about that. I'm familiar with it. Yeah, all right. So, so like, I, you know, finally, like, last night, as a matter of fact, I actually, like, I actually popped in. I, 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 I went through the, I tried, I was going to try to watch all four of them in a row. And in all honesty, I couldn't get past 10 minutes in the first one, and I couldn't get past 20 minutes in the fourth one. And the only reason why I went to the fourth one was because the fourth one was dealing with religion. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, just knowing what I know, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's like it, they were intellectually dishonest with the history of the Christian church, yeah. you know, sending yeah, this documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have to be, though. You have to be dishonest with the history of the church by saying stuff like, you know, we were from, we had an Islamic religion or Kemetic or, or, or just to say that Europeans are what brainwashed black people. You have to do that in order to make that claim. And, and because we're such an ignorant historical society, we're a soundbite society, man. So people believe tweets and, and stuff and Facebook posts 
more than like just true truths of, of history. You know, like there's Do no that. such thing as absolute truth anymore. So my tweet or my perspective is just as true, even if history crushes my perspective. People don't care because we just want to be, you know, it's really the blind leading the blind today. Yeah, yeah, yeah fully. Like, and, and, you know, and like, it's, it, again, like, and that's, that's one of the, it's like, I sat here, like, you listen, I listen to your song. Like I said, Awoken Trees are, are probably my two, two of my favorites on there, just, be, just because I deal so much with, with opposition from, from black people trying to tell me that I've been brainwashed by into worshiping a white Jesus and it's just like they like, do like 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 do you do you even know history like have, do you even like like, like and, and, and my, and my own, I always have to ask them the same questions they'll say okay well you believe the, the bible was written to control us who wrote it you know and it's like of course they can't answer those questions because they don't know those things you know and, and so forth and, and I mean it's I, it's it's a it's a fun and not only that like so like your album's like, like it, it, it feeds people that stuff but it's also fun Hey, my daughter, her, your, 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 her favorite song off your album is Opinion. It's like, oh, really? Like, wow, that's a really yeah. deep song, too. Opinion it, is a it really is. crazy song. It is. It's real crazy. And she recognized the craziness in it. It's just, uh, you know what I mean? And, uh, and uh, But, like, I mean, she, she especially loves it. When the voice comes in, they be like, "You got your opinion, y'all believe me, man. Get deep wow. behind, you know. It's like, <laughs> like, you know, and, and, and so, and in all honesty, like, like, you know, me, her, and my son, you know, we riding along, we riding in the car. They be like, man, play opinion. And my son, you know what, son, my son always, my son always, my, my son always asks for trees. I don't, he, like, uh. he, 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 he loves trees. And, and, um, and I think he, and I think what it is, is he likes the fact that you started trees off with. Um, with some sound bites of people saying some crazy stuff and at first when he first heard it he was like he thought that that was you talking and that's what you believed I was like nah baby I was like nah so he, he's getting ready to debunk this he's like oh okay you know because he hears that he right. he, he hears that a little we, we, you know what I mean he, he hears people say these things you know what I mean and and he was like, man, is this what he believes? Like, nah, just listen for a second, you know. And so, he, so like now when he gets in the car, he said, hey, can you play trees? <laughs> you know. Um, and it's like I think he's trying to like learn that because he because he loves he he loves hearing that. Like, wait a minute, like like this 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 uh, Christianity is not something that white people forced on us. You know, uh, it's, no, it's, a, it's, 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 it's it's really not, man. And I think it's it's unfortunate that it has been used in chattel slavery. So I, I can understand the frustration of it. And then, hey, when I cover that, when you get the songs like Colors and Ization, I cover yeah, yeah. Just, the, just, the, just the white the white framing of Jesus and, and the impact that that had, I think, on race relations, even, even today. I think there's just an impact that, that the way that people have perceived Jesus has caused a lot of backlash. I think it's led to some of the the exodus from the church, if you will, because people think that way. So I try to really explain that history on colorization and the potential impact of that. Because I do think when you think God is white, and and then you then then you think what you're doing is governed by God because He looks like you. And like I said at the end of colors, like. Can you imagine how people with color, you know, would be different if we knew that the Savior chose to look like us? We would have dignity instead of shamelessly stuck in slave labor, you know? And I don't even mean 
slavery from back, chattel slavery as an institution, I mean the slavery that we find ourselves stuck in today is kind of rooted in just not knowing our identity. And if you really realize, wow, Jesus the Messiah chose to be a person of color. I'm not saying he was black. I ain't one of them folks either. But he was an Arab. But if he if he he chose to be a person of color, I mean, as a Jew, they look like Arabs. He looked like Osama bin Laden, you know. He chose right, to be right. a person of color, and and he chose to be of the the most oppressed of the oppressed, right? So Nazareth, what good thing can come from Nazareth? It was a small town that was really trying to be known for being Greek and not even Jewish. So here Jesus comes from this town that nobody expects, and God in his wisdom decided that's what I'm going to be. If people had realized that this is what God chose to be, a person of color, and chose to really be oppressed instead of making the person of Jesus this real theological concept but the practical aspect of it was that's what God says when I come into when I incarnate when I become a human being I'm going to look like this and I'm going to be around these kinds of people and those are the people who are who have historically been oppressed in this nation people of color and things like that so I just think that if there was a real sense of hey let's trust history then we would actually, we could be different, man, in the way we process. Our identity wouldn't be so ravaged, and we wouldn't be defining ourselves every generation about what it means to be black, you know? I think it could be, we could be something different, but it is what it is. So we have to deal with what we got to deal with now. And I just wanted to create an album, man, that really cleverly, but also in your face, like there's so many layers to this album. I wanted to create a body of work that could say, hey, this is what I think, this is who I am, this is what I believe to be true. Let's talk about these things, rather than just tell me what three or four songs were your favorites. Let's talk about them. And, and so I appreciate right. the opportunity to be able to do that. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, seriously, that's, that's one of the, I said, after listening to the album, actually, I was going to have you on there before that, but period, but like, I said, man, I got to get this man's album first, because I've been hearing so much about it, and I was kind of behind on getting it. And I gotta tell you, man, like just just listening to it, you're right. There is layers to it. I, I have a feeling I'm gonna be digesting this album for a long time, man. And uh, and it's cool because like I got a lot of traveling I'm gonna be doing like next month. I mean, I'm just gonna be just sit back and just listen because like there's so much more. Like I know I've been only naming like two songs, but I kid you not, like there's other songs on there that, that I've been going through. Um, I can't think of the name of the second track now. Because um, that was that was awesome. Orphans. orphans, right? Orphans, yeah. Like you know, just I mean, dude, like like your like the concepts that 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 you come up with, man. Like just very, I mean, it's just very deep and introspective, man. And then you know, you know, just listening to you, you know, you I can listen to people when they talk about certain stuff, and in all honesty, I can tell that what you say is you come from, like you've actually done it. Yeah. Man, uh, just just real quick. I mean, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but real quick, I wanna. Just, 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 can you, can you just kind of give us like a brief, uh, just, just, you know, uh, a brief telling of, of how you came out of the lifestyle that you were in, uh, and, and into the lifestyle that you're in now? Yeah, I, I really was, uh, so I kind of grew up in, right outside of Washington, D.C., uh, and I didn't grow up with a dad, it was my mom and my brother, and I was, for whatever reason, man, I was one of those kids that, was drawn to the street life. So I was, you know, I started getting arrested probably about age seven. 
is um, I started getting arrested for little stuff like shoplifting, and then it became like breaking and entering by the time I was 10. And I just, I wasn't afraid to spin, essentially. I wasn't afraid to do things and earn a respect of the neighborhoods. But things rapidly started to change, man. The, the streets got darker. When crack cocaine came around the mid-80s, like things just got like really bad. And, and I just saw things change. You could just see the culture changing as this drug, this new drug was just like wiping people out. Instead of fighting and all of that, now people are dying and killing each other and all of this. So, so I kind of come up in this era and I was already like kind of a ringleader criminal element. So when I was in sixth grade, my sixth grade teacher and the local police department told my mom, if you don't move him out of here, he's gonna be dead or in prison by the time he's 18. So my mom eventually moved us to the suburbs and I really hated that because my neighborhood was all black. My identity was, I felt like I had an identity there and she took that from me, that's how I felt. So I moved to the suburbs now, it's just a totally different atmosphere. And uh, so I kind of calmed down in terms of, I mean, I, I was always sort of that gangster and I kept kept up with some some of the dudes from the streets and then linked up with a homie who's still my man that came from the same neighborhood that ended up moving out to the suburbs as well. His mother had the same perspective. And we ended up buddying up, which was probably a gift and a curse. But um, we, so, you know, we, you know, we just, I just kind of continued to play both the streets and sort of the suburban lifestyle and eventually just kind of let the streets chill, wanted to play sports in high school and go to college. And then when that fell through, I really felt like I wanted to go, I felt like I, I felt robbed of my identity because that was a time when rap music had this mantra like keep it real, right? Keep it real. And, and keep it real meant like be a gangster, be a drug dealer, be a, you know, actually when Pac brought out Thug Life, that's really what happened. When Pac introduced Thug Life, up until that point, being a gangster or a gang member was always affiliated with a gang like Crips and Bloods or something like that. And D.C. and Maryland, we ain't had Crips and Bloods. It was more neighborhood, you know. So it was this gang is your neighborhood, or this section of this neighborhood is your is your is your uh, your gang. But when Pac came out with Thug Life, that whole idea, he made being a gangster an army of one. So it didn't matter where you lived or who. You didn't have to be in no gang. You just had to have a mentality that you that he could tell you how to have by listening to his music. And so as that began to change, rap music on the East Coast eventually kind of began to change. And, uh, you know, when it was first about lyricism and rapping, all of a sudden Wu-Tang Clan comes out and they bring this this grimy street feel. And then Mob Deep and Nas and Biggie and all these people come out. And so I really was a rapper back then. I wanted my music to reflect my lifestyle because the music had changed from, oh, you a sucker MC to now, like, you gotta, you know, you going hard, you hustling. So, and because I lived in the suburbs, I felt like I was soft. I wanted to prove I wasn't soft. So I jumped into the street life head first, man. And just kind of embraced this underworld of drugs, murder, violence, prison, that whole, whole life for, for about five, five or six years or so, man. And then I got into a shootout with a rival gang. My man got shot. Um, he dropped the gun that I had used to shoot at these guys in a different situation and and the feds picked that up they found that gun and they ran ballistics found out that i was that this gun was used at both shootings i was the only one that was clearly in both situations and just like that i'm facing 43 years in prison 
and it wow. was it was in the court it was in the courtroom that was that really was the turning point for me because at one point when I was waiting for the judge to kind of sentence me uh, or at least to, to weigh in on the case, I turned around and looked in the courtroom and it was empty. And it was in that moment, man, where I realized, wow, nobody's here to see me spend the rest of my life representing everything we said was real. All that high till I die, all that pour out a little liquor, all the things that I felt like was supposed to be representative of what it meant to be second gen or from Belhaven or, or whatever it was. I feel like nobody was there to see me spend the rest of my life in prison. And it was in that moment, man, I knew that all of this was a lie. But it was too wow. late because I thought I'm going to prison. I thought I'm gone. I'm going to prison. So I just I tried to channel that hatred I felt for the street in that moment to, to into my person so I could walk into this dangerous war zone and just be ready for whatever. But the judge upstairs, the, the, the father, that judge, had mercy on the judge in front of me. And through a number of circumstances, the judge threw out all the felony charges against me. I pled guilty to two misdemeanors. Oh, bro, it was... A, it was I'd never seen nothing like it. And and I pled guilty to two misdemeanors, possession of a gun and reckless endangerment because I discharged a weapon. And I went from 43 years to my lawyer telling me I'm guaranteed probably 10 to the judge giving me 20 months all suspended but under two months. And so I went from a long time in prison to just a short couple, a few days, bro, in contrast. Wow. And it was just like... This was incredible, man. And so oh, from that, I came out. Oh, bro, I came out like I gotta. I want to be different, man. I wanna. I want something real. Speech don't really anymore. I saw it for what it was. And a buddy of mine that I went to high school with, he got saved in Miami. He came back and invited me to this church, and I started to go. I was a little uncomfortable because it was a white mega church, but I felt like I learned about the gospel from these folks more than I had from this other church. It's really all small, all black Pentecostal church I've been at. I honestly feel like I learned more about how to walk with the Lord with these people after a few weeks than I did for, for off and on for years at this other church. So I decided to go there, man, and eventually they asked me to come on staff. That's when lead a small group there, then come on staff to be an intern. From that, the Lord opened up doors for me to be a rap artist under the name Voice, and I got to do spend some years traveling and, and doing that, and um, and then I eventually went to this pastor's college, came out from the graduated from the pastor's college, and came to to be a pastor on staff at the church that I can now currently lead. So it's been it's been a wild ride, man. It's been fun. So it's been fun, but it's also been challenging. You know, you when you live like that in the street, man, you you carry with you certain issues and habits that don't just go away because you believe in Jesus now. You know, right, some right, of those right. are still there. You know, attitudes, very, you know, certain things are still there that you got to battle. It's not like oh, once you become a believer, you just turn into this soft dude. You still got to like, like got to got to fight, like not looking back at somebody when they're staring at you, being like, man, what's up? You know, just all the things that come with it. <laughs> But, right. but, I, but I'm grateful, man. It's been a good run. I got a wife, beautiful wife for 13 years and three boys. And so I'm blessed, man. I'm really blessed. I don't deserve what I have. And I'm not saying it because you're supposed to say it. I can look at my life and really say that, to be honest. Like, I don't yeah, deserve I, yeah. to be there. I, I hear exactly what you're saying. Oh, to God be the glory, man. Yo, man, thank you for sharing that, man. I, I hope and pray that, that, uh, that somebody hears that and, and just know that, man, with God, man, 
it's crazy. I was just reading that earlier today, um, you know, when Jesus is talking about, you know, like how, you know, it's hard for uh, like a rich man to get in. And the disciples, you know, the disciples are, well, who they can be saved? He says, well, with man it's impossible, but with God, you know, all things are possible, man. And, and so, so like, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's a fantastic testimony. I, I got to wrap this up. So I got to ask you the, uh, the, the, um, the, the questions that we ask everybody real quick first and foremost um the first question is what are you listen who are you listening to today man if you're listening to anybody yeah like music wise rap wise yeah yeah like music wise what's in your uh, playlist I, I mean I, I listen to a lot of non-rap stuff but I would say rap wise uh, well, I, yeah, you know, it, it don't necessarily have to be rap but like yeah whoever, whatever you listen to musically period we say like that yeah, man, I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of eclectic, so I listen to a lot of stuff, man. So I listen to like I listen to like a lot of '70s R&B. Like I got this uh, this movie came out some years in the '90s called Dead Presidents. And yeah, the yeah, soundtrack yeah. of that joint, that soundtrack, I loved that it. Soundtrack it is fire. Of, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, know I listen that to that. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, that was like one that. of the it best soundtracks on, put out. Oh, bro, of what? Who you telling? So. Yeah. Depending on what mood I'm in, I listen to that type of stuff. I listen to Sade, Lover. Um, one of the I listen to. Uh, um, I love this worship album by uh, uh, E Mace, E Mace, Eric Mason's Church. I was there for the live recording of this this album that they did, um, and it's. It, I, I remember I couldn't wait till it came out, and it's called Doxa. Um, I think that's the name of the group or the name of the album is Doxa. But I love that worship album. Um, I listen to stuff. I listen to a lot of electronic music. I just like I like sounds and different. I mean, I'm all over the place. Uh, but then I listen yeah. to like you know on on a rap tip. I, I like. I, I thought uh, Chris Jones had a dope album, Manos. Yeah, um, yeah, that's my dude. That's my dude right there. Yeah, yeah. I listen to his stuff. I listen to. I bought man, I'm friends with like Evangel and them. So I've heard I've heard what everybody put out this year. I've heard I heard Shy Still Jesus. I heard Beautiful Eulogies, still finishing KB's joint. Um, so I've listened to pretty much everything that comes out, just trying to see and obviously you know, I don't think it's sinful to say you listen to your own music. You know, I think that, yeah, I think sometimes right. there's this there's this weird thing like you're supposed to put out an album and not listen to it and think it's whack to be humble. It's like Nah, I yeah. think I'm, you know, I, I think I put together a good album. I want to listen. You do music because you like what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, who yeah, does yeah. music and then says, I ain't going to listen to my own music and it's proud or, <laughs> or, or I got to, right. or I can't think I have one of the best albums of the year. No, it's not sinful to think that way. You know, nah, nah, it's, it's, it's probably when you don't want to listen to anybody else's music. That's what, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's what I'm Yeah. Uh, so, now, and I'm a Wrath and Grace guy, so whatever Wrath and Grace puts out, I just love, I love yeah. Wrath and Grace, so. Yeah, shout out to Wrath and Grace. Hey, so, all right, so what can the people find uh, your music and things? Like, I, I, I can tell you all the time, I know they can find it on Amazon, but where else can they find it? How can they get a, how can they find you if they want to follow you, all that type of jazz? 
Yeah, so, okay, musically, I'm, I have three albums out right now as Kirk Kennedy. Uh, chapter one, chapter two, chapter one, I have to, I'm putting back up. That got taken off by, by accident. So that'll be back up in the next two weeks. But chapter two, Frustrated Christian Chapter Two by Kirk Kennedy, that's on all streaming, streaming device, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, that's everywhere. Chapter three is also everywhere. So you can get that, you can listen to it, or you can purchase it in any of those places. Uh, C4, though, has to, is, is you have to purchase that. And, and part of the reason why is because, one, I gave you 29 tracks. I don't think asking people to put up $10 for 29 solid tracks is is, is off. Uh, I think, two, I think a lot of times then when people have access to free music so much, like if somebody walks up to you and just gives you a CD, right? You might listen to it. You, you might not, depending on how to... But if you pay for it, you're going to listen to it, right? Because you put money behind it. It has <laughs> more value when you have to buy it. And I think I think, I think I want people to realize this album has value. So C4 can only be purchased right now on Amazon and iTunes. It's not on... It's not on the... It's, it, you have to buy it from iTunes. It's not in Apple Music because that's streaming. I don't want... I didn't want it to stream yet. Eventually... I'll let it get there, but you have to go get C4, the album we've been talking about, you have to buy it from either iTunes or Amazon. As far as social media, um, I'm on I'm on Twitter as I'm Kirk Kennedy, C-U-R-T-K-E, and, and like the president. Uh, I'm on, I have a big Instagram follow, I'm a photographer on a sneak, so on Instagram, I'm Kirk Kennedy on Instagram, and uh, I'm really, that's a whole other world for me, photography. And then on Facebook, I'm Kurt Allen, that's my real name, or Kurt Kennedy. Um, I'm on Instagram as, as the, I'm on Facebook as though. So definitely get at me, man. I would love to have anybody listen to the album and really listen to the album. And then let's talk through talk through it, uh, what you think and all of that, whether you liked it or not. I'd love to engage with anybody who wants to do that. Uh, but I know people are busy, man. There's a lot of, there's a lot of pulling for people's attention. So I'm honored at the fact that anyone would even take time to listen to the effort that I put out. If that's you, thank you. I'd love to chop it up with you about it. And if not, then maybe maybe you listen to it when you get some time. I say where I'll, I'll testify that the, the the little bit of money that he asked for for this album is very much worth it. Twenty nine tracks, uh, straight fire. Uh, it's not like like you're gonna be listening. You're not gonna feel like you're listening to the same song. I mean, it's it's a totally total totally solid project. Theology. Uh, socially, just period. It's just a good project, so I rec- highly recommend it. Uh, you're, you guys heard it from me. Also, folks that you're listening, uh, just a friendly reminder, be on the lookout for my man Dwayne doing a bar podcast, bringing to you some of your favorite theologians, some you may not have even heard from, because you know we are a source for resources. So be sure you check him out. Be looking on the lookout for Virgil and Daryl as they uh, do uh, Just Thinking. Uh, I Just Thinking reports, so you guys make sure y'all be looking out for them. Also, check us at the bar podcast podcast that's our root page and then also the page that started it all bnd be not deceived that is the home page uh you know so you guys go ahead and check in with us uh there you know i'm your boy t barlow you can find me t tomorrow's barlow facebook man i appreciate you guys for listening kurt bro man again i thank you so much for taking this time uh to come on and to share your thoughts man this has been a very uh very informative show man very fulfilling uh, definitely you, appreciate you for, for sharing your testimony and so forth. Thank so we'll be praying for you 
and, and, and for your and for your uh, for your fellowship and so forth. In the meantime, for those of y'all listening, you guys, uh, y'all, y'all keep y'all stay tuned. We're gonna go ahead. We're gonna play a track off of the C4 album for you guys for your listening pleasure. Just so you know what you're getting into when you buy. Uh, until next time, grace and peace. I got a bone to pick with some of y'all Walking around, chest out like it's Mardi Gras Claiming they now woke, what a joke Hardy hard, got me laughing harder than homie When he was Marty Mall On that Jeromey wrong, back to that bony bone I got a pick like the fist is connected to a cone Heard you saying you woke and you have got some knowledge Now you wanna come up at me? You Oscar in the garbage And just a dream, but saying the stuff you seen in the lies You read between positions, you now to pay homage To who, to what, you get it, huh? You hip, huh? And now you miss the YouTube zeitgeist video clips, huh? Yeah, right, really? So now you pro-black and you woke cause you watched the series I bet you couldn't even name 20 black people uh-huh. Including Martin Luther King that fought to make us Let's equal go. And all this time that racism been around And what you woke now? Oh, you woke now? I think it's sad that you brag that you now hip Like this is something new we just started dealing with And all this time that racism been around And what you woke now? Oh, you woke now? Younger, please, if you really did open your eyes, you would realize you just swapping lies. We were not all kings in Africa to white people came on boats and started attacking us, dragging us into slavery. Not quite. Do you honestly think our Africans didn't know how to fight? Man, please, white people didn't come onto our continent, take black people like there was no way of stopping it. They would've got killed quick. History were right that them white people, they mess with the wrong niggas tonight. Nah, fam, get your facts right. We weren't all kings, but the ones that were traded us as slaves for some things. The Europeans brought, so the yep. Atlantic slave trade was made by Nigerian and Ghanaian raids in Senegal. They captured and sold the rival tribes of the Spanish until the Dutch in 1619. You out of your mind saying we was kings and queens. Nah, fam, we enslaved and sold our own cha-ching. And all this time that racism been around, and what you woke now? Oh, you woke now? I think it's sad that you brag that you now hip. Like this is something new we just started dealing with. And all this time that racism been around, and what you woke now? Oh, you woke now? Younger, please, if you really did open your eyes, you would realize you just swapping lies. When Howard took over the slave trade around 1650, Africa got paid. Them Africans sold Africans. Yep. That human trafficking was commerce. The England got wind of all that was happening Uh-oh. in 1700. Took over the slave trade in the shift. We see Europe and America getting rich off the brutalizing and subjugation of black women and black men. They build a nation until a white dude with some other white dude said enough of that. A born again Christian stood up because Jesus hung for that he pressed the parliamentary walls till he accomplished in 1807 and slavery was abolished in Europe which eventually came to the America slavery was abolished but next came hysteria but black soul blacks is how the slave trade popped but do remember it was us the Christians that made it stop and that's fact and all this time that racism been around and what you woke now oh you woke now I think it's sad that you brag that you now hip like this is something new we just started dealing with and all this time that racism been around and what you woke now Oh, you woke now? Younger, please, if you really did open your eyes, you would realize you just swapping lies. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Oh, he cooning. Oh, he a coon now. Yeah, I hear you. You talking about you woke, man. You ain't woke, young. Ain't no way white people going to come to Africa and overthrow black people, man. Nah, fam. We sold us, and that's reality. That's reality. Don't tell me that you woke. Hashtag you ain't woke yet. 
What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many, many more. Make sure you sign up. The link's in the show notes. Join the VIP inside the bar group and we'll see you there.